Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. So I have been getting messages. Like I, okay, let me start off with saying, even though we're talking about miscarriages and, you know, going into that, that route here with testimonies from Jenna, um, this, this pertains to anything. This pertains oh, yeah. to building our faith up, uh, hope in the word of God, hope in the future, hope in tomorrow. Um, and so I've been getting a lot of messages that's like, you know, I'm dealing with this just had a miscarriage, I'm believing for a baby and can't get pregnant. And it just brought me back to, man, it was years ago. Yeah, I don't years even ago, remember. Maddie must, I mean, Maddie was little, I probably had Brooklyn. I don't think I had Teddy. Did I? No, yeah. I didn't have Teddy. That was, he was born in 2016. We, did, we couldn't have done that then. And so um, doing, I, I was like, started thinking like, this isn't right, Lord, this isn't our portion. If we believe for everything else, we believe for everything. Our husband, we, we call in, you know, if you're not married, we make, we make our request known. You know, for kids, for finances, healing in our body, everything. Yeah. New job. We, we call in everything else. And then, you know, we, we are women, we get pregnant, and then we have a miscarriage, and then that's it. We go into the depths of despair. We go into... We can't get out of this. Mm-hmm. It, it, it must not be uh, God wanting me to have a baby. That's not, you know, I'm just not going to go down that route. It's fine. I guess my body's not built for it. You know, yeah, we talk ourselves out time. of our miracle. <clears throat> yes. That's really, that's really uh, what it comes down to is our logical thinking will talk us out of our miracle. Yep. Just like anything else, healing in our body. We start confessing the wrong thing. Must not be my time. Uh, I'm not going to bother God with it. It's not that big of a deal. You know, we look at and we, we talk ourselves out of what God has for us. God made our bodies. He knows how it works. He knows if something's wrong, what needs to be fixed. He's the ultimate fixer. He's the ultimate healer. He wants us to have the desires of our heart. That's what it's all uh, put into our you know, when we think of something, when we desire something, that's something he has placed into our spirit, our heart, and that we have to just say, listen, past everything that's happened, past the feelings of, you know, we can get stuck in the why. Oh, yeah. Why did this happen to me? Right? Yeah. Why why is this going on? And then that's all we get to. We hit that. I, I can't move forward because I've hit that well, I want to know why. Because you end up getting stuck on what happened. Right. You can't. There, there's no moving forward because you're just, you're staying in that. You're not moving past it. Right. You, and then, and then <clears throat> you know, we always talk about faith moves us forward. There's progression in the things of God. We're, we're constantly talking about increase. But if we get stuck in the valley, like it says in Psalm 23, it says we're, we're to walk through it. We don't yeah. stay in our trouble. We don't stay in our sadness. We don't stay in our, our hopelessness. We right. move forward and our faith, our trust in God, in his word, whether we understand every little detail, we have to be ones that constantly move forward. And so I kept getting a lot of messages again. And I've had, um, and Jenna's seen it because I've kind of like, you know, put her on this ministry part because 
her testimony is so powerful and Jenna is a super anointed. And so, you know, I was just like, listen, we're going to like, like make it a thing that women can come to us that are believing for babies and we're going to pray for them yeah. and we're going to build them up and we're going to tell them, go for it. You can do it. I don't care how many, you know, miscarriages you've had, complications, this and that. Whatever the complication is, we're going to pray that God heals it. We're, you know, he, he's got the ultimate parts in heaven. He created you. And yeah. so we're going to ask for complete healing. I mean, in all of this, Jenna went through. She went through, uh, there were broken parts and God had to heal her. Yes. And she went through the loss of babies and not just miscarriages, but uh, giving uh, birth to children, which we're going to end up showing you here um, on air, you're going to get to see the ones that are already in heaven. And so that's why we're, I actually came to her. It happened again last week. And then I said to her, I said, you know what? You want to go with me on the broadcast again for Wednesday. I really want to touch on the topic of miscarriages again um, and, and faith for seeing and receiving what, what you desire, what, what God's told you. And she's like, yeah, actually, I was kind of thinking about that the other day. So it was confirmation to me. And we've done this before, but, you know, it gets old. Even better things are said. You know, yeah. you grow over, over the years. Um, and so I was like, this is going to be a topic that I really want to touch on because it, even if it's not a miscarriage that you've gone through, the faith to get the miracle is in this testimony. I've had people even write in saying that, that, you know, that didn't happen to them, um, but that it encouraged them in other things. So it mm -hmm. encouraged them to, yeah. to still um, do what I did through faith it. Faith for all that covers all the topics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be just that you're believing for a baby or just that you've, you've had a miscarriage or whatever. I mean, whatever you're believing for, you can apply um, what we tell you to today. All right. So I'm kind of going to let you give your story at the beginning. Um, I know kind of how to set it up is, you know, you got married. Yeah. And then were you called out all like by Pastor Terry and Pastor Ted? Was there like two yeah. times, different times? Mm -hmm. bef this was before you guys even tried having babies? Yes. Or weren't, weren't you told you couldn't have babies? Like how, how, how's the timeline go? All of that is correct. <laughs> I have a good memory. You really do. Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> so in 2009... Um, my husband and I got married and I was told pretty soon after that I couldn't have children after getting married. Yep. We had just okay. got married. I had went in to do, you know, just like the things and, um, <clears throat> the things. And I was told I would not be able to have children. There was no way it just wasn't going to happen. I, we got married young. So it was early twenties, Yeah, you know? So me, one thing that I've always desired and my mom still like she was cleaning out her attic and found this paper of when I was in the first grade. And it said, what do you want to be when you get older? And it said, I want to be a mom and a millionaire. Like that was what was on the line. And, and so, you know what? You've had words for both of those. I know. That's pretty That's cool. That's what we've talked about. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know why I was going to say I'm not kidding. You were there, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. You were there for the words. Hi, um, Do you remember those words? <laughs> they're on my phone. <laughs> the beauty of life. <laughs> so, so that was, so it's always been a desire of mine, always to, um, in fact, I was actually going to college before I moved into other things to be a teacher. Like I've just always, I've wanted to be, well, that's good to know. No, let's change. <laughs> My desire for that's changed. <laughs> 
That so the kids was a desire for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and not the, other the teaching. Desire was just made up. Not the teaching. <laughs> I thought we were quitting school. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So soon. So right away at the, from the beginning of our marriage, it was you're not going to have children. Um, you're not. You're not going to be able to. That I wouldn't even be able to get pregnant. And so um, at that time, no, we weren't. Uh, trying for children we had just got married but um can I ask like you know because you got saved later on in life yes and yeah. you were st would you consider yourself still kind of like a baby Christian when you married oh, absolutely Ralph? so yeah. you're getting this information as a baby Christian mm -hmm. what what were kind of your thoughts were you like I cried like, I was sad and, were, and was Ralph like saying no it's gonna be fine type thing or yes so you were a little bit of a different belief system at that time. Yeah, than Ralph. so did you kind of like kind of own that word that you got from the doctor? Um, like this I, is kind of what it's going to be. Looking back, I would say yeah, because so I'm so thankful. But uh, yeah, so I, di I didn't have any kind of foundation. I didn't I didn't have any foundation. I didn't know about faith or, or anything. I knew like God. So like my parents. Like, we would go to church occasionally on, like, an Easter or something if, like, friends invited my parents. Seeing or... a Christian. Yeah, yeah. So it just, what? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> C and E Christian. Yes. Christmas and, and Easter yes. Christian. At first I thought you said C and E to Christian. <laughs> what? Wait, hold on. So... Either way, you agreed to it. I did. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had to You're back like, it up. Yeah. So either way, see and eat a Christian or see and eat a Christian, you were like all four. I was. <laughs> um, so I didn't have any found it. Yeah, so uh, a little backstory is my husband is the one who actually brought me to church for the first time. And so it was kind of like a first date. So was he brought me to church on a Wednesday night. And so, and I did, I ended up getting saved. I ended up getting filled with the Holy Spirit like very quickly, but I didn't know a lot. Like I, I still didn't know, know a lot. I mean, I was 20 when he brought me to, to church for the first time um, or 21. And so it was, it was soon after that, that we got married. And so, yeah, I, if, if a doctor's telling me, that my body can't get pregnant, then I was like, wow. Like, I was heartbroken because I've always, I knew at some point I was gonna want children. Sure. And then to go home and have to tell my husband, who yeah. like just married me, like, I just got told I'm not gonna be able to give you children. I mean, that, yeah. yeah so I was. So you were like hope, hopeless. Yes. Opposite of what we're talking about today. Yeah. So that uh, I have bad news all around. Yeah, and Ralph was definitely more positive and like, but he grew up in church. He grew up under Pastor Ted. And so he had the faith that I, I just didn't have at that time. Um, so, but oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> so fast forward and three years later, I ended up getting pregnant. And so totally shocked, totally surprised. Um, ended up getting pregnant and I got pregnant with twin girls. Isabella and Jasmine and um, so that alone was like oh my gosh like I got pregnant they said we wouldn't get pregnant and then we got pregnant with two babies not one and so super excited 
Well, I ended up going into labor early. I remember it was Thanksgiving, and I was like, man, I'm having a lot of pains. Called the doctor, and they were like, oh, it's normal. It's growing pains. You have two babies inside of you. Like, it's, it's normal. And then I had an appointment the next morning. I went in, and they were like, you are in full-blown labor. Like, you are literally right there. And you're 20 weeks at this point. I was point. 20 weeks. First time pregnant, 20 yeah. weeks. Was told she couldn't have a baby, and now she's got two babies. And at 20 weeks, she's in. Yeah, I was in like full labor. So like you have labor. to go right to the hospital. On our way, we stopped and we felt to have our pastor, you know, pray with us. And um, when we got to the hospital, they were trying to stop the labor. So they were like, you know, I had to stay laying down and uh, like could not get up from the bed. Like at any moment, they're like, let's see how long, if we can keep them in, if we can keep them in a little bit longer, right. there might be a chance. Well, um, sometimes babies have come out probably like what, 23, I think it's like 23, 24. 24. I mean, they're still, yeah, that's still really small and tiny, but, but they can make it try, try. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I remember that's like one moment even when like, I really, really fell in love with Ralph because the nurse had to come in and like clean me up and, and stuff like that. And, um, but I'll tell you and Maddie in a second. And, uh, she, he was like, I don't, I don't want anybody touching my wife. I got her. If she has to use the bathroom, I'll do it. Like all this stuff. And I remember being like, man. But that night, I ended up uh, like delivering them. Like there was no like I was in full blown labor. So delivered them, and they didn't make it. They were too young. So Jasmine took like one breath when she came out, but then that was it. And then Isabella uh, like passed right was away. Jasmine first. Uh, she was second. Jasmine was second. Mm -hmm. You can show them. We have pictures of her first babies that are waiting for in heaven. Purple bow is Jasmine. Jasmine, which is so funny because that's my current Jasmine's favorite color. Oh, yeah. Is that red or pink? Red. Okay. And red is uh, Isabella there on the right. Yeah. So this was um, Jenna's first set of babies. So we went from hey, you can't have babies, to you're pregnant. You can come back to me, Maddie. To you're pregnant, mm -hmm. to bye. Yeah. Like, I'm leaving the hospital without my children. Oh, yeah, and that was, like, the, uh, the worst feeling is that, and even still, so, like, remember, like, I'm not, I'm like, whoa, what is happening? This is like, you know, insane to me. I'm on a, um, a hot they So people who lose their babies, they go to like a different part of the maternity ward. And so I'm in this area. Like you go there after you lose the baby? Yeah. Oh. So they don't want you hearing other babies cry from like the room next to you and stuff like that. So it's like its own section, which is just like depressing in itself. Damn, yeah. Like they don't want you to hear like the music, like when a baby's born, like all that stuff. They try and keep it, you know, but I can remember at that point being so angry like I remember when they were born Ralph held them for the first time and he came back in they asked me if I wanted to hold them and I was like nope like I was mad I, I don't I don't want to hold I don't like I'm, I'm mad I don't understand you know what just happened and so like keep in mind I, I just gave birth and so then I can remember them coming in and saying we have to make funeral arrangements and I'm like what is is going on and so at this point, I just thought, well, the doctor told me I wasn't going to have children. I just lost, you know, two babies. Um, 
so at this stage, I was, I was more mad than anything. Like, I, I was really, really mad. Um, and even Ralph, like, he was mad. And so uh, we go home, and um, you go through, like, all this, the, the same things. So, like, my body still thought, like, you delivered a baby, right. and so I produced milk. I mean, sure. all of that stuff. You, you still have to go through all of those things. And so... Um, I knew I wanted to keep trying like that. I knew I was like, if I got pregnant, like I I want to keep trying. So we tried again and I ended up having a miscarriage. Um, So I had a miscarriage really early on, like six weeks. I had just found out I was pregnant. And then I said, okay, let's, let's do this again. And um, I got pregnant with Mason. And so when I got pregnant with Mason, um, I carried him full term, and then right at the end of my pregnancy, I just, I woke up one morning and I said, something doesn't feel right. Like he was always really active in the morning in my belly, and I was like, something's not right. And so my doctor called me in, and um, there was no heartbeat. So they said, you need to go, you need to go to the hospital right away, be induced and deliver him. Like there's no heartbeat, the baby's not alive. And this was full term. So. the the crazy thing is because the enemy has no new tricks but i i find it you know kind of funny that he would try to do this the same time because this was yeah i we always go to west virginia for thanksgiving mm-hmm. so it was like this thanksgiving ago i'm getting a call from from jenna about losing the babies and then was it the very next Thanksgiving the way the yeah the it, months went or was there a Thanksgiving in between? There was one in between. So I had a miscarriage and then another Thanksgiving. So it was pregnant, had had the babies, pregnant, miscarriage at like five or six weeks. Yeah, it was like early. That. And then um, now we're pregnant again, the week of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. the same time. This is like, it, this is how you know. It's like listen. Now she's faced with, do I give in? Do I let, pretty much throw in the towel? Yeah. Because most people don't want to keep going through that heartache, through that pressure. But I I really love what drove you was you got two words. Yes. From Pastor Terry and Pastor Ted that you were what? Yeah. To be a mom. That I was going to have children. And the one with... um, with Pastor Terry, I remember uh, it, I was like on the ground, like I was just on the ground uh, and he um, came over and just stood over top of me and he was like, you're going to have children. And he said, your children's children are going to have children. Like, and I remember that that was the very first word. And this was actually no. you were even pregnant. Nope. Uh, Pastor Ted was the first word. He called Ralph and I up. This was, I think, when we first, this was before I even, like, I think knew that I, the doctor had said that I couldn't have children or whatever. And he said, he had gave uh, Ralph a word about, you know, you'll work less hours and make way more money. He said, and you guys will have children. And so, but then Pastor Terry, same thing. He was like, you're going to have children and your children are going to have children. And this is before the twins. Yes. Okay. Yep. So we have a bad word in the natural and then we have a supernatural word given. And this is where we come to the fork in the road. Are we going to, and the, you know, and I, you, could, you could preach so many messages out of it because it's like, are we going to actually put on the full armor of God 
<laughs> and and withstand these situations yeah. and say, you know, I have a natural uh, fact, okay? My body is showing with the doctor on paper, things aren't, aren't right inside and I'm not gonna carry kids. But then you have a direct word from heaven given to you, and this happens to a lot of us. We, we oh, have a yeah. situation and we get in a service, we get in the anointing and we get a word, but then we get out of that and then it's, I'm going back to the natural fact versus the word. So that's why we have to take like this stance of, I might be going through this, I've got a word, I've delivered babies and I've left them at the hospital, I've, you know, I went through a miscarriage, I'm now we're at the point where she's pregnant with Mason. Yep. And we haven't even finished that story yet. So we're pregnant with Mason, same time as the twins at Thanksgiving. And then what happens with Mason? So then now he's full term. He was full term. Full term. And um, they said something happened with his umbilical cord and he lost oxygen while in my, in my tummy. And so um, I had to go in, be induced, um, give birth to him. Just like a, any other mom mm -hmm. in the hospital. Yeah. Yep. Knowing he wasn't alive. Yes. Yeah. So she went through the same thing. We've all gone through that. I've had kids knowing when he comes out, uh, it's another baby that I don't get to go home with. Yep. Now this is psychological, this could be complete psychological trauma. Yeah. To moms. Because mm -hmm. you know how much goes on, you know, ones who are watching that have babies like, there's so many things going on. There's so many emotions, right? There's so many hormones. And, and all I was in the same room. <laughs> I was in the same exact room that I gave birth to the twins in when I had. I didn't know that. Yeah, when I had Mason. I remember Ralph and I really? walking in the room and being like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I gave birth to Mason and I had a hard time um, like pushing because my body was tired because we waited a couple days. Uh, we decided to not go in right away. I yeah. wanted to see if anything else happened. During this whole time now, it's like over a couple years, this, so my faith is being built up at this point. Right. And now I'm like, you know, um, stronger as a Christian. And so um, we waited a couple days. I said, I don't want to go in right away. Our pastor at the time, Pastor Terry, even said that. He was like, let's give it a couple days. Let's pray together. Let's you know, and they would call me, you really need to come in. It's really dangerous. You know, you need to come in. I was like, no, I'm waiting. And then we, we felt it, but then like our pastor called and was like, I think it's time, you know, you need to go in and give birth to him and stuff. And so, yeah, so we gave, I gave birth to him. I was having like a hard time pushing him out and they were like, you're going to have to go have a C-section. And I was like, no, I was like that. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. I was like, give me a little bit longer because I, I'm already going home without a baby. So like, I'm definitely right. not dealing with that. And so I wanted to recover as quick as, as possible. And so, um, yeah, he came out not breathing. Maddie, you have a picture of Mace, right? And so this is Mason. And um, what was his middle name? Uh, Micah. He was Mason Micah Joyner. And so, um, yeah, and then keep in mind, so that picture was, uh, it was a little, like we held him for a while. So like with him, I, I held him for a while. Ralph and I like sat in the bed together with him and I, I wanted to see him as long as I could. Our family got to come see him. Um, Put him back up one more time, Maddie. He's cute. 
he had so much hair. He looks like he has a lot of hair coming from It was so much hair, hat, and right? it was like so dark and curly. Was it curly? Yes, it was so curly. And he had the longest toes. <laughs> I remember his toes. <laughs> his toe, I, I remember looking at him, and I was like, Ralph, his feet are huge. He would have had big feet like Ralph. He would have yeah. been tall. Yes, they said they were like well, his girls legs. girls are tall. Yeah. I mean, Bella and Teddy, they're the... Because yeah, they have tall dads. They're gonna, they're gonna be tall kids. Yeah, I remember like his uh, his arms and his legs were really long and um, but yeah, so we just spent time and we held them and and you know before we we uh, had to like you know give them to the hospital. They wanted to see what happened because we you know we didn't know and so um, that was for me. I think when I really felt. Uh, like the first like boost of faith because I can remember Ralph That's and awesome, I awesome though and the most one of the most could be the most traumatic thing she's ever experienced even though it doesn't make it easier right just because she lost the twins and had the miscarriage wasn't going to make this one any easier oh no this one was actually harder for me than the twins because a I always wanted a son and then I was full term so I was like we did it yeah, you know, and I was like, we, like we did it. You like saw the end, the light at the end of the tunnel. There's the yep. there's the ribbon. You're getting ready to, you know. And I had like, just had my last appointment before, like, you know, waiting to go into labor. So I, I yeah, his nursery was decorated. I mean, all of that yeah. stuff. And remember, this is Thanksgiving. So here I am getting another call at the same time in the last two years. Yeah, that you know that she lost the baby. Yeah, so um, I can remember Ralph and I were holding him, and we weren't, uh, of course there's moments where like you're sad, you're crying, and you know, that kind of thing, but this time was different, like I wasn't angry, um, because with the twins, I can remember saying like, God, I'm angry at you, you know, I'm mad at you, like this is what being a Christian, you know, I can remember having that feeling, but with Mason, I was so different in that I was sad, but I wasn't mad. Right. I, I wasn't like, God, why did you do this or, or anything like that? In fact, like Ralph and I like held him and I can remember like us lifting our hands. So like I'm holding my dead son, I'm lifting my hands and I'm like, you're good. Lord, I praise you. Lord, you're good. <laughs> and I can remember right then I said, I was like, let, uh, it looks so bad in the natural. Like we've had nurses even like write us cards afterward and was like, man, because uh, we had the same nurse with the twins that we had with Mason, too. Like she, rem she remembered us. And so she wrote us a card and was like, just talked about how we handled everything and how like it, it really affected her because when she would come in our room, we would be laughing and joking and Pastor Terry was there and, you know, obviously laughing and her family and stuff. And so it was, I, but I can just remember like, that's when I said, I was like, you know, his word doesn't change. God is still good and it doesn't look good in the natural but I always said like let this be some let it turn around and let it be something that does good and it has I mean so many women we've had right into the ministry that have been encouraged by the scriptures or by my testimony or or anything it's even encouraged me here lately like when Pastor Ted was like think back on what God's done for you and I've just been, it's funny that you said you wanted to do this today because I've been remembering it a lot lately, like thinking back on what all he's done and what all's yeah, happened. and where he's brought you from. Yeah. And, and your response, I believe, sparked that complete turnaround. Yeah, I can remember even feeling it. Like I remember feeling like a peace. 
I can remember feel, I, I tell Ralph all the time, like I feel like that's what really unlocked things for us because yeah. as bad as it looked in that moment, we were still saying like, Lord, you're good. You know, we praise you, your, your word is good. You know, so I think in that moment is what really, really um, unlocked our miracle, which is our girls now. Yeah. So, but yeah, so after Mason, so we had to go through that whole thing. Um, and then I wanted to try again. I was like, I'm not giving up. I'm trying again. And so then I got told that uh, I had cancer in my uterus. That was after Mason. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now she's finding out I've got cancer in my uterus and they want to do a hysterectomy. Yes. And obviously we know with that, bye-bye ever having yeah. kids on your own. Yes, they want to do a hysterectomy, told me that I need radiation, all that chemotherapy, um, all of that stuff. And so he said, you know, I said, well, with a hysterectomy, then, you know, you're telling me that I can't carry a child. And he said, well, someone else can carry it for you. And then I was like, no, <laughs> because not that anything is wrong with that. But for me, I knew that what the Lord told me was that I was going to carry um, my children. And so and see, that's that's important right there. Just to stop you for a second. She said what the Lord told me. So many of you that are watching have been told something, right? The Lord in your prayer time, the Lord has dropped something in your spirit and maybe you've let that go. Maybe you've put it on the shelf. Well, we're taking it off and we're blowing the dust off and it's a word that God's given to you and faith is an action. And she's going to tell you here in a second, like what she did, faith is an action. You can't just sit there and, oh, da, 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 that's it. No, yeah. faith takes steps. What's the next step? What do I have to do? What, what, where, you know what I mean? What's going to, I need to constantly build, but I'm going to move forward. And God gave me a word. This doesn't make sense. If, if, if God told you, you know, you're going to have something, you're going to do something, then you need to start walking out in it and getting to that point. Because she could have said, okay. I get it. Now I know why I'm not having kids. I have mm -hmm. cancer. I have to do this hysterectomy. And then this is where <laughs> this is where people go and they say, well, I guess I guess I guess this is it. Sure. Someone else can can carry the baby for me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it will still be my baby. Right. Technically, it's same egg, same sperm. Da, 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 we're doing this. You know, it, it could it, it's still my baby. Right. But that's not what God told you. Yeah. And he that's, said you're going to have a baby. Yeah. That it, wouldn't be you having a baby. No. To me, else. to me, it wasn't. And when he said that, I didn't even register to me that he just told me I had cancer. Um, I said, I was like, so you're telling me that I'm not going to be able to carry my children. And he's like, well, somebody else can. But like more importantly, like we need to get back to this. And I was like, but no, this is what I'm hearing you say, you know. And so, you know what? Faith hears differently. Yeah. Faith sees differently and faith hears differently. So she was stuck on, wait a second, the words you're putting into my ears do not line up with the faith words that I've heard. Yeah. It's, it, it's the, wait a second, there's something off here. And instead of just laying down and giving up the fight. Right. Yeah. And so. She was like, no, no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> Not up in here. No comprehend. <laughs> oh, right, Emily? <laughs> Emily is cringing right now. <laughs> Liz, write in Spanish what comprehend means <laughs> in Spanish. 
Um, yeah, and so I went to like the doctor that they that they sent me to. Just you know, I'm seeing what they say, what they're showing me. You know, the whole time we're we're praying. I'm, and and through all of this, I wasn't like putting stuff on Facebook. I wasn't reaching out to this one. I need this. I need that. Nobody, even my mom like didn't know what I was dealing with for like a portion of these things because I was uh, very particular. I started learning about um, who, yeah, that surprised me. I was expecting um, so I was very particular about. We already talked about you last night at dinner and how you say things. <laughs> me? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yep. <laughs> Jess is on. Gerard. Yep, please tell that story. Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> Comprehenda. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so I started learning. Like, you have to be very particular about who you are yes. um, allowing, uh, A, to speak into your life, but like who you're allowing into uh, whatever you're dealing with because people have good intentions. It's not that they don't have good intentions, but if somebody comes to me and says, which is like the thing everybody wants to say, uh, well, you know, if that's God's will or no, <laughs> that I know his will, his will is for us to have children. And so people are trying to um, comfort you and they're just saying all the wrong things. It's nothing that has, they're not full of faith. They, they're not speaking faith into you. So I was very particular about who knew what was going on. Um, even when we had Mason, Pastor Terry said, like, I'm going to make an announcement, you know, to the church. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. But when you do, please tell them, I don't want people coming up and hugging me. I don't want people coming up and telling me that they're sorry. Like, this is not a pity party. Right. We are still moving forward. Right. And so this has happened. Yes, I don't want to dwell on it. We're still on our path. Like, we're still chucking forward, right? And so I was very particular about that. But so we go to the doctor, the oncologist, and he goes, yeah, you have a tumor. It's a really rare tumor in your uterus. It comes from miscarrying or... Um, when you give birth, part of the placenta sticks to your uterus and it forms a cancerous tumor. And so um, now, mind you, during like these losses, like I would have to have like DNCs where they'd have to go in and, you know, clean stuff out. And I right. mean, it was like a whole thing after each one. And so I said, well, he was like, we need to schedule a hysterectomy and all of that. And I said, well, I'm not doing that right now, um, you know. I'm going to go home. I didn't tell them, but I was like, Ralph and I felt to, we're going to pray. We're not doing anything right away. I'm not moving quickly on that, you know. And so um, then he, I called them back. It was after a couple weeks. I called them back and I said, I want to have another test done. Could you do another look before anything is scheduled or anything like that? And so we, he did. And he, I remember I was having um, lunch with Ralph at his work and the doctor called and he said I've been doing this for years and <laughs> like, he was a well-known oncologist in Virginia Beach and he said I've been doing this for years and I have never seen this he was like I don't know what happened I maybe I, I don't know he was like but I had to call you myself <laughs> and he said you know the tumor that was there is not there anymore it's not on this test you need to come back in and do another test and I was like That's no awesome. I don't <laughs> no nope. yeah you, so you, you've given me exactly yeah. what I need to hear 
So I can remember I was like in the parking lot and I screamed and I was like, wow, the cancer is gone. <laughs> but so they wanted me to come back in and do more tests. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, you know, I'm good. And so then we get in. So at this point, like we're still believing we're still going to have children. We're going to try again. We want to try again. And then that's when um, Pastor Ted gave me the word um, in Georgia. Right. That's the one I'm sure you guys have heard. He just said it on Sunday that he like looked in the camera and he talked about, you know, you're believing for, I forgot how he worded it, but he was like, he was like this time next year, this time next year, you're going to hold the, your miracle in your hand. Yep. And like, I was sitting on the front row and I was like, like it, it leaped in my spirit. That's why it's so important who you have in your circle. Yes. And I've, I've preached it before. I've, I've told you guys this so many times is who do you have that's going to take the corner of the mat and lower you in? Because here she is. Yeah, she just got a good report. Her miracle came. But that was just a part of what she was believing God for. She was still saying, hey, I, I still want kids. Thank you that, you know, my cancer is gone. I praise you. I, I, I stood in faith. It happened. But that wasn't the final word. It wasn't you're going to be healed. Your, your insides are going to be made fine. Right. The word was you are going to have children. You're going to birth children. And so when, when he said that, I looked in the camera. I was, you know, I was just like watching him from the front <laughs> row. And I just like grabbed my phone real quick and I text Jenna. I was like, this is for you. Like, I, I feel it in my spirit. Like, you need to go back. You need to watch that part where he, like, looks dead in the center of the camera. And he did, and, and he pointed. And, yeah, and pointed and received that. And that's all I said to her. She got it. And then you watched it. And then yep. it, like, yeah, so then I her. It did. I watched it. And I remember um, I saved it to my computer. I had it saved everywhere so I could continue to watch it. But then I had asked the Lord. I said, show me uh, in the Bible, women who couldn't have children. And then when they did have a child, like I want to see when they couldn't. And then I want to see when they did. And I, I wrote it out and I put it on my bathroom mirror. I put it on my refrigerator. It was that. in my car. She kept it in the forefront of her mind. Cause like I said a minute ago, faith sees different and faith hears different. And I don't just mean in the natural, but if you get the right thing in front of your eyes, it, what it starts, what, you know, that's why we're, we're supposed to guard our, our eye gate. We talked about, yeah. we, we guard what we hear, you know, cause that protects our heart out of the bones of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's like, what was, what was she was seeing all day was her faith being built, the word. She was able to repeat it. She'd go in the bathroom. It'd be on your mirror, right? Yeah. You'd so first thing in the morning. snack, and it was right there yep. on the refrigerator. <laughs> I had it in my car. I mean, I had it everywhere. So if at any moment I felt discouraged or was hearing something different, I could go, no, this is what's happened for these women. If it's happened for them, it'll happen for me. And then at the bottom of it, I had my own personal confession. Because then at this point, now we've been, you know, some years where I'm hearing about the power of your confession and I'm hearing about all of that. So, um, just like, I'm going to apply it. I'm going to try this. I am. I'm going to try it out. A trial run and see how it works out. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. So I wrote it out and I would read it every single day, several times a day. And so that's what, um, 
it's what I was speaking, it's what was uh, being poured into me, and so I really grabbed hold of that word and I did not let it go. I mean, I listened to it every single day. And then um, literally to the year, like the exact year, because they, so then I got pregnant again. <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> so then I got pregnant again and they wanted to bring me in early with Izzy because um, they, the doctor was like, I don't want you to go any further because of everything that's happened in the past. Like, I right. want to go ahead and induce you. You still are going to hear things, especially a woman who has issues already. They already put you like on oh yeah alert in their, your chart for everything. Oh or yeah. High risk. I was it, high right? risk. High risk pregnancy. I had so to go everything. in every two weeks, my entire pregnancy, every two weeks. They even told me stuff about, about Izzy. They said that um, she was going to have a heart condition that they could see on the test. They said that um, she, when she was born, like she could be born, same thing, stillborn. Like they kept seeing stuff. But so all the way, so I mean, I'm battling that even like the whole pregnancy yeah, with her. Yeah, nine months of the opposite word again. Yeah. <laughs> and so they were like, we really want you to go ahead and be induced. You know, you're, you're right at the end. We don't want to wait any longer. Like we want to get the baby out of you. And so um, I didn't want to go. <laughs> I didn't want to go yet. And then the following week was the exact year and Pastor Ted was at the same church uh, that he gave me the word the year before and I sent them a picture of like we just had Isabella Yep. Um, while they were at she that waited. church. She was like no it has yeah. to be in June because I remember <laughs> they wanted to take her out at, towards the end of it May. It was the end of May yeah. And she was like wait that wouldn't that wouldn't be the year from when he said I'd hold my miracle in my hand. Yeah and so, so I waited till the following week. week and um went in and, and had Isabella and she was born perfectly healthy, has never had a heart condition, never had anything. Um, and so then I had Isabella and then uh, soon after I got pregnant again and had Jasmine. And so we named them after our initial twins, Isabella and Jasmine. Ralph still wanted to keep their names. Yeah, they're beautiful names. Maddie, let's see Isabella and Jasmine. And even with Jasmine, they tried to tell you all this stuff. I remember yeah. you were praying through. And, and that's what I'm saying is like the devil has no new tricks because yep. the entire time, the entire time, it was like the same thing. It so was they told me with Jasmine. Cord. Yep, that's what they said with Jazz. Okay. They said she was she only has developed two strands. Right. So I didn't know this, but an umbilical cord has three strands. And um, they said that with Jasmine, she only had two of them. They didn't see a third strand, which really gives them the oxygen that they need. And so they said, be prepared. At some point, she's gonna not get the oxygen and you'll, you know, she's gonna be stillborn. They were like, it's inevitable. There's only two strands. There's not a third strand there. And, and at then- at this point, you have to like laugh at the devil because it was, yeah. the thing with Mason was the same thing. It was the umbilical cord. It was the cord, umbilical cord, yeah. It, it was always an umbilical cord, a heart, no oxygen, yep. and it was like the same thing through all the issues with her babies. And when they told me that, I remember laughing because I said, I was like, that's funny, that's the same thing that they told me happened with Mason, which they said was really rare. And so now here we are again. And um, my mom went with me to a follow-up appointment because she, when she was pregnant with us, they didn't do ultrasounds like that. So she thinks that they're the coolest thing. And she <laughs> wanted to go with me to an appointment. And when I went in, she goes, the, the, the doctor said, oh my gosh, 
she said, there is a third umbilical cord strand. And I remember being like, um, I was like, praise God or something like that. And then my mom was like, so I called Ralph and I was like, the third strand is there. And my mom said, what? And, and I was like, they told us before she wasn't going to make it, that there wasn't the third umbilical cord. My mom had no idea we were battling any of that because again, I kept it very, like I have my inner circle yeah. of prayer warriors who I know are full of faith and those are going to be the people to battle. I remember text. I was in the front yard of my house in Virginia Beach and I was just like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. And so sure enough, all like, of a sudden. the same thing they said with Mason. We're not even going to play into this stupid thing. The enemy has no new tricks. Yep. He's not a creator. It has to be on repeat. So that's, that's what we have to get instilled is the enemy is going to come at you with the same boring tragedy of story, the same issue. And then we have to like be bold enough and realize like, listen, I'm not going to believe these lies anymore. I'm not right. going to live in this state of hopelessness. I'm going to go after what God told me. So you have a choice. Everybody comes to a fork in the road. Oh, yeah. And then if he sees that he's defeated you in an area before, he's just going to try it again because he like felt like he harder won. on the same thing. Yeah. And so I was able to see that stuff. And so when they would tell me something, I'm like, I, I, we've, we've dealt with this. This isn't anything new. It's the same thing. And then, too, like we were we got a little bit of boldness to us that if they said, hey, we think you should do this. We know we're doing this because right. that's what God told us. He's he directed us the whole way and gave us peace the whole way. And so, um, yeah, like doctors got really frustrated with us. <laughs> because. But I, I, I love this testimony when we were sitting here before and we were kind of talking. I have this verse um, I had printed above uh, Teddy. We made like this thing Ted designed. Uh, oh, I remember that, the sign. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's still, it's, still, it's still in his room. But it's 1 Samuel 1, 27 through 28. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition that I made to him. Therefore, I've lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord, and he's worshiped the Lord here. But then as I was reading over this verse before the broadcast, I was I, I immediately and I was I was saying, oh, where's, where do I find this part in this verse in Isaiah? Because it brought me to when it said for this child, I prayed for and the Lord granted my petition. And immediately Isaiah 65 popped in my spirit. And I love it because it says in verse 24, I will answer them before they even call. I will answer them before they even call. While they're still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. So when, as you're saying, Lord, this is my situation. This is what I'm battling. This is what I'm going through. This is what I need healed from. This is what I'm asking for. He's saying, listen, I, I already know it. Like, yeah. let's just stop, you know, uh, it, yes, pray, but let's just, you did it once. That's good. Now let's take the action steps forward. Yeah. Let's get to the end results here. Let's see your miracle because he's a miracle working God. There's no if, ands, buts about it. I've seen too many uh, things over the years of my life within my own body and healing. I'll, I'll go in that one day with, with you and amongst all the other <laughs> people I've witnessed around the world and in all the meetings is you can't talk me out of um, God not taking care of a situation. Yeah. And I don't just mean healing in your body. I mean healing in marriages, healing in your mind, healing in your heart, restoration in situations. As he says before, 
You petitioned, you, you called on me, and I knew that before, and I want to answer. But there is a part on you that you have to do. Yeah. We have to speak right. We have to believe right. And that's why I say faith is an action. It sees differently. It hears differently. It cuts out the voices of this world. And it lets her, like she did, only hear was, what was the direct word from heaven? Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes it's given to you privately. Sometimes the Lord just talks to you and tells you. Sometimes it's an open word like that. But whatever heavenly words you hear have to trump what the worldly words are given to you. Yeah. Did you have a verse? I didn't know because you turned no. to the Bible. But, um, I, but I, I love this testimony because it encourages me. It not, and I'm not trying to have kids and I'm not trying to. It encourages me by faith saying, listen, I was told something. I'm not going to receive it. I'm going to go through the Bible. I'm going to keep my armor on. I'm going to continue to pray. I'm going to continue to say the right thing. Like she said, when something was given to me, I'm going to make sure the right people are in my circle. I'm going to make sure I'm I'm hanging on to the promises of God. Our yes and amen. We know amen means what? So be it. We're putting a period on it. We're not questioning about it. We're not living in the why of despair, the why of the tragedy, the why of what's going on. We're going to push through and see. And we know what the... I wrote this verse down earlier today. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, those who love God and and the things will work together for good. So she could have lived her life in that tragedy and kept it that way. Like just stayed in it. Oh, yeah. You could be here today mm-hmm. and you could still be working for this ministry with no children. Yeah. You, it, so that wasn't, you know, God called her to work with this ministry. That's fine. But she pulled what was in the supernatural and she made it evident in the natural. Her and Ralph. They said, listen, that's not for us. That's not what we're going to receive. This is what God told me. And yeah, there, there's, there's, there is a direct path. There is on this path that you have, God will give you and provide for you what he's told you that he will, right? And just like every street that's out there, what are there? There's, there's side roads. Yeah. There's, there's, there's shortcuts. There's the little alleys that you could go down. But God didn't call you to go down those. He didn't call Jenna to go down to the surrogate route. Right. We, people we've known do that, and, and that's their thing. But you have to be confident in what God told you you're going to have and what he told you to walk in and not take the detours. That's right. The easy yeah. route, you know. Yeah. To, you know, my sister adopted two. She mm-hmm. also had to. She didn't like, uh, uh, there was no side avenue there. That's, that's what God called her to do. She, she had no problems with, she didn't not have a third because she had a problem. She had adopted two because that's what God placed in her heart to help two children from China to come over and have a better life and to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what was her calling. That, she didn't take an avenue. That was her exact path that God directed her on. And so there are people that adopt, but if this is you and you're saying, listen, I want to have kids. God has placed that desire. Don't, don't take, don't take the side route. Don't take what's easy at the moment. Yeah. The heart, the heartache, the, the traumatic, the, the thing, 
God will heal all of that. Oh yeah. You think Jenna, the ones who know her, do you, if you didn't, like some of you are, are new to this testimony, knowing Jenna, the, you know, the, the joy that she has, the faith, the anointing that's on her life. Would you ever think she's gone through and buried three kids, had a miscarriage, you know, going through all that? No, you wouldn't know that because the joy of the Lord has become her strength. She's walked it out in faith and has received her miracles. Yeah, and I think it's important that you don't get so caught up into what's happening in the moment. You can't sit in a like, you know, something like this, that it could, uh, it leads people to depression and all kinds of things. And then if you can't get caught up in that, um, you have to, con you have to keep your eye on the prize. You have to keep, like, I, I made sure I was reading. I had preaching going, like faith yeah. preaching. You have to fill yourself up with that stuff because if you're being filled up with whatever your situation looks like, whatever it is, it could not be, you know, it, it could be that you're believing for something else, not just that you're believing for a child, but whatever it is, if it doesn't look good in the natural, you have to look at it in the supernatural. You have to keep your eye on that or else you can't get caught up in what you, you can't get caught up in your situation or what it looks like now. Um, so I was really careful about that. Like I never let myself, you go through the grieving process, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, and it's okay to do that, you but you- You are human. Yeah. Like but you don't let it run your life. No, I made sure I was very quick, like, you know, we're, we're, we're grieving, we're getting out of it, we're getting out of it. Like I'm, I'm moving on, I'm not getting caught up in it because I didn't want it to derail me any more than what I felt like I had already been yeah. derailed, you know? Yeah, you're getting sucker punched. Mm -hmm. and you like stay down or you get up. Yeah. And you got up. I got up. <laughs> she got up. <laughs> I'm still standing. <laughs> um, so I know that there's people watching that are dealing with that hopelessness feeling. They could be watching and saying, listen, I've been trying to have kids. I don't know why I can't get pregnant or I keep going through, um, you know, miscarriages and I just, I don't, I feel hopeless. I feel stuck. I feel like, what's the problem? Will you pray for these, I mean, I, women that are watching, listening on the replay, li listening today, like, you know, some of them might have issues in their uterus like you did. Mm -hmm. They could have cysts or, you know, polyps or what, what, whatever that's like could be in their uterus that's causing the, the body to get rid of, you know, the pregnancy and they want to have kids. We've known so many people since we started doing um, this teaching on miscarriages and it's God's will for you to have a baby. He said, it be is. fruitful and multiply. He created your body to reproduce. Yeah, he, he, he created your body to reproduce. And so um, I know there's lots of women. One of them I love, and she's pregnant again, is Laura Bible. Oh, yeah. She's one of our great testimonies uh -huh. from this. She couldn't have babies over and over again. And she got a hold of this teaching <laughs> we did years ago and um, got the... The Bible verses. She did, yeah. She emailed me. I sent her over. So if anybody wants that, like I, I keep it on my computer. I can email it over to you, but I still we have. That. We have the yep. list of all the ones she put before her eyes. And, and my confession. On and her confessions. And we hand them out. Boom. We send them out. Jenna emails. And then the ones who have like really gr grabbed onto it will get messages. 
yeah. I'm pregnant. Well, and it's funny, then like they'll send messages in that, um, I think it was Laura that was one of them, that she ended up uh, getting pregnant and now she's pregnant again, but then she sent it to a friend of hers. So, like, it's funny. It's, it's really cool when I hear about it because it's not just, like, the initial person I've sent it to, but then it'll be, like, their friends, and they're, like, sending it to them, and then they've asked to, to hear the previous um, podcast that we did and things like that. So um, I make sure that I keep it because, I mean, it still encourages me. Every time uh, I tell my testimony, it still encourages me. I think back on it now. There's things that I'm believing for. It's not, like, another child right now, but there's other things right that now. I'm... <laughs> No, <laughs> but it's not. Um, I, I, I think back at everything he brought us through yeah. and everything that he did for us. And I'm like, man, he did all of that. You know, it reminds me to not limit God. Like it reminds me of like you did this, 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 this and this. Yeah. So surely, you know, you're going to do this, this, this. And it encourages me. I've really been thinking about it a lot the last couple weeks. Isn't it funny how we can categorize like different testimonies and faith. And I mean it by this, like, so, you know, she overcame uh, the miscarriages and the, the, the cancer and this and that. And a lot of people will put that, okay, in this category. Like I'm yeah. just keeping it for the miscarriages in this. But then in their life, they're believing for, you know, something big, a move, a this, a breakthrough in finances or whatever. And then they, they don't even know what to do with this. Mm -hmm. But the same power that worked in this testimony is the same power that will get you the testimony of what you're believing for. Yeah. So don't categorize. Don't group it in, oh, well, he did this and that was over this situation. So this one's different. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Faith covers and we're believing for everything. Yeah. So she can bring up that testimony of... Uh, you know, God healing her uterus and then God giving her the babies that she believed for. And she can apply that to, I'm believing for a home. Mm -hmm. I got faith for a home. I got faith for, you know, this person's salvation. I've got faith for, you know, increase in finances. It's the same power. It's the same belief yeah. that's going to get her the other testimony that she's believing for. Yeah. And that's what I said Sunday at the church. I said, um, I was so excited to come in into our to our service and everybody thought like I was on something Sunday morning because like 6 a.m. I'm like, hallelujah around the hotel. And people are like, what did you have this morning? But I was so excited. I'm not kidding. It's like <laughs> she has a supernatural joy. And that's what we require in this ministry. Yeah, because that's like, what Pastor Ted yes. is like. That's one of his main messages is freedom from an invisible prison, freedom from anxiety, from stress, from, uh, you know, any of that stuff, suicidal thoughts. He walks in a platform of joy, yes. like energy and joy. And so that's why Jenna fits right in because it is like an overflow. And that's why I love being around her because people who walk in real joy are like that at 6 a.m. <laughs> Look, Just you know. Jessica, she was full energy yeah. right out the gate. It was so, but then I but noticed, contagious. like she said, then I People would either see, get mad or they let it rub on them. Yeah, so then I was like, come on, Tiffany, sing with me. And Tiffany started laughing and then like people are laughing and, and I was so excited, but that's what I said. I had been thinking about the night before, like something that my husband and I are believing for. And I was like, he healed me of cancer, like cancer. That is right. like, you know, so if he can do that, 
then he can do Absolutely. anything Don't else. Don't categorize so, your past testimony. Yeah, it's not that he just wants to heal you or he's just going to do this. It's like if he did that, surely he can do any of it. All the other stuff. And so I was so encouraged. Like when I woke up Sunday morning, I was just... Um, I don't know. I was just super excited. And because I had been thinking about this the whole week before, like, man, remember when, remember when, remember when. And so it encouraged me because I said, man, he did all of that for us. So these new things that we're asking for, it's nothing, you know, it's nothing for him. And so, uh, you know, it's funny because my husband's had us, um, I told you before, that uh, he's had us thanking God for things ahead of time before we see it happen. He's like, we're going to thank him for it now. We did that with our kids. Like when I thought back on it, I'm like, Ralph, we did that even before and we had kind of got away from it. But we were like, thank you, Lord, for our children. I didn't get rid of the strollers I had. I didn't get rid of any of that stuff. Fact, I kept she, it all. She opened a daycare in, I did. in her house. I did because that helped is. me is not able to hold a baby and going through all this traumatic and she opened a daycare in her home to watch other people's parents i mean other people's kids and made a room all kid friendly and she can't even have her own kids right now yeah i did i thought that was awesome about you yeah i did because i wanted to make sure that i didn't um it's easy to if you okay like i just lost a baby then when i get around children i'm like you know makes you sad or like I didn't want that so I even more so went to the church and I was like I want to help out in the nursery I want to and then I told Ralph I'm going to open up a daycare at the house like I want to be around children even more so I love that and so I made sure that I didn't run from it as hard as it may have been for a little bit I didn't run away from it I wanted it around me even more yeah so it it just encouraged me and so I wanted whatever was going to encourage me or whatever was going to build me up I wanted it around me even more so I didn't want to run and hide and you know stay in a room and you know cry myself to sleep yeah because (laughs) I mean you have you have those uh two options Maddie you come back because we're gonna pray and um, I know that people, they've already been writing, like, I'm not even believing for kids, but this has helped me so much because that's what I wanted to get out is, like, I want moms to watch, and I yeah. want people who are believing for kids to watch because I want to get that message. And I know there's, there's women at my, uh, my own church right now that I'm praying for and standing with, and I'm like, listen, no, you're going to get what you desire in your heart. We're just going to walk this faith walk out together and we're, we're going to believe with you. And like I said, you can email her, Jenna at MiracleWord.com at the end of this broadcast, and she will get those um, uh, verses and confessions over to you. And you just put them around your house. Do the same thing she did. Get it in front of your eyes. Get it where you're saying it so your ears hear it and your faith is being built up. Yeah. Will you pray? Some people I know need healing in their bodies so they can get pregnant. Some people, you know, whatever issues they're dealing with. But I know that the spirit of faith will, um, and it already is here in the studio, but even more so as you pray. Okay. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for every 
person watching the broadcast, Father, I pray that their faith is built up. Lord, I pray that you give them their heart's desire, whatever it is that they're believing you for. I pray that this testimony of mine encouraged them the way that you told me that it would. Yeah. Father, I thank you in advance for all the testimonies that yes. we will get back from women and men being encouraged from this testimony. Father, I thank you for healing in their bodies, for anyone who is believing for a turnaround uh, for anything that any anything that's in their body that's not supposed to be there or that's blocking their miracle father I pray that you heal them in the mighty name of Jesus Amen. father I thank you for uh, strong women and men that are uh, that have your word in them, Father. I pray that you you give them a, a spirit of faith that they can they can conquer anything, Lord, yeah. Father. That when they hear your word, they know that it is true. Lord, I thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. 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 I I love that. I love the spirit of faith. Just saying mm -hmm. those three words. I mean, it makes it makes me feel pumped even just the the song that pastor ted uh had like that song it's such a short like thing that he sings but look at it, it's like all my son sings yes yeah, same the girl best is the kids when i'm teaching in class oh yeah the kids literally break out in that song <laughs> on their own when i'm getting ready to do the lesson and i don't stop it no i'm not like oh, this is what people will do oh, yeah this is not the subject we're talking about you know what I mean? Like we're talking about praise or we're talking about, you know, love today. No, I'm like, go for it, kids. Yeah. Let's take a minute and we're going to sing about the spirit of faith because at a young age, this should be an impartation. So, you know, they, they already are at an advantage. They don't yeah. have to wait till they're 20 years old and, you know, finding this out. No, that's like right. Yeah. Did. My it, kids it, will not have now. to do that. Yep. Let's do it now. Even like the littlest thing, like with with uh, with jazz, like when Ralph had us like thanking God for what we were believing for, and like he's like yeah, teaching about that real quick. So Jasmine, so my husband comes out and he's like, everybody get up. He said we're gonna start as a family thanking God for what we're believing for before he gives it to us. We're gonna we know he's gonna do it. He said. So why are we waiting? Let's thank him now for it. And so we're like, okay. And so um, he's like, you know, Jasmine, what are you believing for? And she said, I'm believing for a Barbie dream house. <laughs> That's what I'm believing God for. He said, well, thank God for your Barbie dream house. And he goes around, mom, what are you believing for? Bella, what are you believing for? And so that week, I was telling the church about, because it really struck me when he said that. He's like, why are we waiting if we know he's going to do it? Thank him now for it. And that's actually how we, sh we should do it. Yeah. And so it's not, it's not faith when you are thanking, like you thank him when you get it. Right. But that's there's easy. no faith on it when you don't have it. Yeah. No, that's, it's easy when, when you, you have something. It, it's in your hand. Yeah. But it, when you don't see it yet and you don't have it in the natural yet, he was like, but we know he's going to do it. Let's show him we know he's going to do it. We yeah. believe it. And we're going to start thanking him. So it's something we've been doing as a family. And so that Sunday, somebody um, blessed Jasmine, someone who we, we don't know, have no idea who they are, blessed Jasmine with her Barbie dream house. And it encouraged me because I was like, well, Lord, <laughs> I got my dream house. <laughs> there you go. And so... But she was, I, I it, can't fit in that Barbie house, but so it, Lord. <laughs> it showed her. She was like, wow, daddy just told me if I start thanking God for this, if I start saying this is what I want, um, and then boom, it just showed up. And so 
it showed her at five years old and it encouraged me when it yes. happened because I was like, oh my gosh. When my like, children get blessed like that, it encourages me. Yeah. It doesn't have so, to like just happen to me or just happen to another adult. When I see that, like, you know, even Jasmine's story is encouraging because it's yeah. like, you just thank them in advance for what you're believing God for and yep. do that now. If you are someone who is asking God for healing and saying, Lord, I stand on your word. You heal all. You're the same, same as you were in the word of God. It's the same God. You're not a respecter of persons. If you did it for so-and-so, you know, you'll do it for me. Yeah. You did it for Jenna. You'll do it for me. If you're believing for kids, if you're be believing for anything, mm -hmm. a husband, a, you know, a, a door to open to, to get a new home, to sell your home, you're believing for a better position and a job, you know, anything you're asking God for, start doing that yeah. today and thanking him. Lord, I want children. Uh, thank you for opening my womb. Thank you for a perfect labor. Thank you for a perfect, you know, pregnancy. You know, thank him in advance for what you want to see. Lord, yeah. I, I, I want to get married. Thank you for the perfect husband. Thank you for, you know, you know, uh, personality wise, you know, everything you have for me, you have that special person. Lord, I ask you to bring him into my life. You know, anything my mother you're believing. Yeah, anything you're believing God for, start praising and thanking him now um, by faith and call that in. Call it into existence in your life. Yeah, my mother-in-law did that and it encouraged her that how we did it with children. And so she did that. Like she was believing for a husband that had certain qualities. There were certain things that she wanted. And she even like prepared herself for marriage. Like she would go to like marriage classes at, at this church and was like preparing herself for it. But um, when she met someone, she pulled that list out and it checked everything. Yeah. And so it was something she wrote so long ago. And so it really does. It You can use it for anything. I mean. Absolutely. He wasn't joking when he said, make your request known about anything. Anything. All right. I love you guys. So good hanging out with you. I know we went a little longer today, but it was worth it. Our faith is encouraged. Remember, you have a spirit of faith, a spirit of peace, and yes, a spirit Leslie. of joy. I'll see you again on Friday. We love you. Bye.